Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm Jim Rosari. Gas prices across Michiana have shot up. And those experts I spoke with say that gas prices typically follow a cycle where it goes up in the summer because people are traveling and then down in the winter. But these experts say it's not following that typical cycle because of factors outside of our control. We are at that level today at 386. It's the highest the national average has been since last October. Your wallet might be feeling it as gas prices have increased toward the end of the summer. Patrick DeHaan with Gas Buddy says that's rare, but there are extenuating circumstances pushing the price closer to the $4 mark. The price of oil has gone up for seven straight weeks. That's part of the reason why in mid-July we suddenly started seeing gas prices go up. That has to do with the decision that Saudi Arabia made in June to cut oil production by a million barrels a day. Dahan says the Whiting, Indiana refinery pushed up its maintenance by several weeks. And Molly Hart with AAA says nationwide weather is also to blame. And with that hot weather, it causes problems with the refineries and not being able to have all the right equipment working properly. And that can raise the price of gas. Dahan believes prices at the pump could start to drop before Labor Day. Even if they don't, Hart believes it will not impact the amount of travel we'll see that holiday weekend. But what they're going to do is make different changes. They might not eat out as often and go to a less expensive restaurant. They might also stay at a less expensive hotel. So they're still eager to travel. They're just budgeting differently. While Dahan believes there is some relief in the near future, he says that could change depending on if a hurricane hits the U.S. or if Saudi Arabia continues to cut oil production. WSBT's Erica Finke reporting. Even though summer is winding down for many, there are still many beach days left. But beaches are seeing fewer lifeguards right now. The signs at Indiana Dunes State Park say swimming is not allowed. Despite the sun being out, there are very few people at the beach at Indiana Dunes State Park. The reason? Those lifeguard chairs sit empty. This time of the year, people are squeezing in as many summer activities as they can before going back to school. I just like being in the sun, enjoying the last few days of summer with my favorite friends. Eileen Baltes brought her friends to the beach to celebrate her 16th birthday. She loves swimming, but at Indiana Dunes State Park. The water is still closed. If you are currently in the water, you must make your way all the way out. Thank you. This announcement could be heard across the beach. That's because during the week until the end of the season, swimming is prohibited on weekdays. Beaches across Indiana and Michigan that typically have lifeguards during the summer, like Porter Beach, are seeing fewer of them as schools start back up. That leaves officials to have to make decisions if swimming is not allowed at all or at one's own risk. People don't know the risk of water safety because water safety is not common sense, so they can't really assess risk and reward decision-making process. Swimming is allowed at Indiana Dunes National Park beaches on a swim-at-your-own-risk basis. The only national park beach with staffed lifeguards is West Beach in Gary. And it's really sad to see like how many lifeguards are just quitting. 
Lilia Petzold herself is a lifeguard back in Illinois, and at her workplace, they've had to close some attractions this year because there aren't enough guards. We have a lot of in-service days, which are really important to make sure that everybody stays safe, and I think a lot of people just aren't ready for that like work commitment. WSBT 22 reached out to Indiana Dunes State Park officials for a response to this ordinance. We didn't hear back. Water safety advocates say that if a place has a rule like this, it needs proper enforcement. It's the only way for these state park beaches to operate correctly is to have lifeguards at its beaches. It's always important for beachgoers to keep an eye on changing conditions on Lake Michigan, whether there's a lifeguard there or not. WSBT's Lynette Grant reporting. If you've been driving on LaSalle Avenue in South Bend, you've likely noticed the traffic disruption from construction. It's causing headaches not just for drivers, but for nearby businesses. The LaSalle Avenue streetscape project bringing a much-needed update to the road. Not only will it be free of potholes, but the changes aim to make the street safer. Joe Mitiga, the owner of Corby's Irish Pub, says it was a dangerous road with fast drivers, where he saw plenty of accidents over the years. The update will bring raised intersections at Hill and Niles. Mitiga says he's excited for the changes, but right now the construction is less than ideal for business. He says it's definitely slowed things down, and the changes have been confusing for customers. No, late night especially, nobody knows what to do. Uh, you get people from out of town, and you got people you know, jump in the barricade to come over because they parked across the street, or it's just, it's a mess. Mitiga says it's worse for his neighbors, like the Lobber and Coda Chrome Coffee on the other side of the street. He says he's nervous for when work switches to the north side. I think it's going to hurt me a little more when they switch to my side because, uh, you know, they're going to chew up all the way to the building. I was assured by somebody at the city that we would have a, a proper entrance, you know, for football games coming up because that's all I'm thinking about right now, getting geared up for the football season. But, uh... They said it would be less than ideal. But still, he says communication from the city has been great, and he's lucky to still have parking on Niles Avenue and in his back lot. While it's a struggle for now, he says it will all be worth it in the end. But at least it'll be functional. So we, we're we not going to close or anything. We're going we're gonna to stay open and uh, do the best we can with what we got. So it's going to be beautiful when it's done, so we're really excited. The city says crews will begin paving next week, and the project is expected to be finished in November. WSBT's Ann Lurie reporting. Concerns about affordable housing brought U.S. Senator Todd Young to South Bend on Thursday. The town hall featured a room full of local realtors all voicing opinions and concerns about affordable housing, all posing questions for Senator Young, how he can help them. Topics included the amount of available housing, housing for veterans, and mortgage rates. Young highlighted his three proposed affordable housing acts. Well, I think there's the most excitement about the Neighborhood Homes Investment Act. This uh, allows owner-occupants uh, or other investors to, to acquire old homes that need a little bit of work, fix them up, and then they'd receive a tax credit so that they can make a, a, a modest profit on selling them in the market. Specifically on affordability, Senator Young says he is committed to bringing more affordable homes to the area because there are so many businesses hiring. A lot of businesses that are growing can't grow because they can't get enough people to locate in this area to take the jobs that are available. We want to remedy that problem right around here and, and across the state of Indiana. He also addressed gentrification, Young noting he doesn't want to push people out of their homes, but rather improve houses and areas for communities that already live there. 
when you improve a house, it not only improves the aesthetic quality of a particular neighborhood, it improves the safety because, as any law enforcement officer will tell you, oftentimes abandoned or blighted homes are repositories for gang activity or selling illicit substances. Um, it will lead to an improvement in property values. Senator Young says his main focus is all three of his proposed affordable housing acts and to provide more affordable housing for all regions of Indiana. WSBT's Gabby Luma reporting. The Brandywine School Board and the Explicit Book Review Committee ended their meeting this week about library books that the board wants to review for themes and content they believe are inappropriate for middle and high schoolers. Many teachers and parents have been upset almost all summer, saying their voices haven't been heard. Today, maybe one last chance for public comment before the start of the school year. Some members of the audience creatively sharing their concerns to the Brandywine Explicit Book Review Committee. 38 different books have been labeled as inappropriate for late middle school and high schoolers. Some community members upset, calling it censorship. The committee discussing a way to find a, quote, happy medium. You have a lot of parent involvement early on and in the elementary years, but as students get older, um, you, you see more independence on the students' part, and, and parents sometimes become a little less involved in, in the school because they, they don't, the students don't need that parent involvement quite as much. So, so it's good to see uh, parents involved, community members involved. The only agenda items for today are on these sexually explicit books. The committee discussed keeping these books in a separate section and allowing parents to sign permission slips before these students check these books out. If a parent allows their child to, quote, opt out of this policy, that student would be allowed to check out the book. Brandywine superintendent says the students are priority one. I want to be careful because it's not always about making everybody happy because sometimes what makes people happy is not always the best for, for the school. Um, sometimes you have to make those tough decisions. But in this case, it, it, I think it is about finding that happy medium. But what is the definition of explicit, nudity, or strong sexual language? Some say restricting these books could have a negative impact on the school. Sometimes these books are a reference for a child to see abuse in a similar way that they may be abused. Other concerns brought up tonight were the impacts these rules could have on health class. Is there a way for parents to sign one permission slip saying is it, is, it is okay, or will they have to sign the same paper every single time? With the school year quickly approaching, there are still many questions still unanswered. WSBT's Sean English reporting. The city of Laporte is considering repurposing a former school service building into apartments, but it would only be for those with special needs. Many people say they're all for low-cost housing for those with special needs, but don't necessarily agree with the location of the potential apartments. Please don't do this to us. You know, we're asking you not to do this to us. You know, find another place. There is another place. That's how some LaPorte residents are feeling after finding out about a potential new addition to their neighborhood. There are plans to convert the old Coca-Cola bottling plant on Roomley Street into low-income housing, but only for those with special needs. To qualify, you must first be exiting the homeless system and have a diagnosed physical or chronic health-related disability or issues with mental health and substance abuse. Recovering drug addict, uh, what happens if he relapses? Um, what happens if someone that with mental disabilities uh, goes on a rampage and starts hurting other people or who knows what could happen. Uh, we're really scared of the what ifs here. Those what ifs leaving the community afraid of what could come. One elderly lady specifically said she might have to go out and buy a gun. 
That's sad. But Laporte Mayor Tom Dermondi says this project would benefit the city, stating it would not only bring new life, but also help those in need have a place to live, something he says everyone deserves. Every day we're getting calls to help these type of individuals that need support in our community and are asking for affordable housing. Services would also be provided to residents addressing behavioral issues, nutrition classes, and help in areas like job placement and training. Not a treatment center. Every individual has to be able to live and sustain on their own. And what better way than having them struggle while they're trying to continue to develop themselves and improve. But again, I can't imagine anybody supporting turning their backs on those individuals with disabilities. And the project still does need to be approved by Laporte City Council on Monday. WSBT's Tiana Baxter reporting. Cleanup efforts are underway in South Bend at the old Drury's Brewery site that has been abandoned for years. This week, the EPA brought out crews to remove remaining asbestos from the remaining structures and continue the demolition cleanup that's left to be done. The old Drury's Brewery has been an eyesore in the northwest side of South Bend for years. Cleanup efforts have been underway for around four years to demolish the neglected property, which the city had taken ownership of this year. This week, the EPA sent out crews to remove asbestos and remaining demolition debris. The executive director of community investment, Caleb Bauer, said in a statement in part, if the previous property owner had not irresponsibly demolished the existing structures without remediating the asbestos inside, this cleanup would be relatively straightforward. Those in the area have been waiting years for progress. Doug Grazik says the site has been a hazard that could hurt people. Like I said, it's dangerous. We don't want kids climbing in there. And I know when I was a kid, I, I grew up in Granger when they were building everything. I used to go into every work site. You know, I used to climb every dirt hill. And I don't want to see anybody get hurt. As the cleanup continues, it is unclear what the property will be turned into. But Grazik wants to see more housing. We need low-income housing. You know, so low-income housing apartment complex to replace the Rabbi Shulman, which was next to Kovaleski. Mayor James Mueller is excited about the new progress and in a statement said, the city is grateful for our partnership with the EPA as they continue removing asbestos and other demolition debris. I look forward to the redevelopment opportunities to come after we clear up this blight once and for all. It is unclear when redevelopment will happen as the EPA and city must remove 14,000 tons of debris, but the city is excited to see what opportunities come once the site has been cleaned up. WSBT's Asher Bookspan reporting. Wednesday was the first day of school for South Bend students. It was also the last first day at Clay High School. The district is closing Clay at the end of this school year as part of its right-sizing effort. School leaders say a lot of work has been done over the past few months to make this year a positive finale for all students and teachers. I think we're building relationships at, at a, a, a deeper level to ensure that uh, people are supported. It's hard to come to work to know that you have, this is your first last day, the yeah. best last year. Yeah. Yes, that's the goal, to be the best last year. School leaders say that a large number of families and community members joined the school for its welcome back block party earlier this week. South Bend is also closing Warren Elementary School at the end of the year. WSBT's John Paul reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 